Welcome to the Sisterhood Circle, where we connect virtually to peel back layers of conditioning and culture for you to find answers within. I'm your host, Beth, and I hope you enjoy. podcast for the first time in quite a while. I want to be getting pretty real with you guys. I've had so many discussions with so many women over the last few years and a lot of things are common themes that come up and that's what we usually take to the circles. Things like feeling guilty around self-care, not having any self-worth or self-esteem, feeling like you've lost yourself after you've become a mother or become into a relationship having trouble leaving relationships when you find that your other half isn't treating you as another half should Um, and also on that the other half term is so annoying you are whole completely whole on your own and I feel like discovering that in your own time and your own way will allow you to be fully clear with not worrying about if they are suitable to you or not um, and if they're not suitable to you you know you've got the confidence to get rid of them anyway we're not talking about relationships I definitely have my own relationships to work on um, and that's always going to be an ongoing process I feel like that's part of being a human I feel like uh, particularly being in a long-term relationship with children whether you're married or not having ongoing communication and ongoing review conscious effort of your relationship is something that's really important and key well it is to me anyway I want to talk to you about feeling chaos and making time for calm because we're again not taught that and it really is an effort we need to put into our everyday we can be as busy as anything and a lot of people take pride in being very busy being very overrun and being stressed and I just feel that there is no room for that anymore that culture is dying quickly and you've really got to have your own sense of understanding where you want to be in your life and who you want to be in your life and what kind of life that actually looks like and I think for a lot of us being stressed and overrun run off our feet is not the ideal life that is supposed to be a temporary state if you're in that temporary state okay fair enough you know life is going to throw us very chaotic periods and we've got to learn to adapt with them but what my point is is that you need to be making conscious effort to find the calm in your everyday or at least every week once a week finding some kind of calm or even when it is absolutely chaotic you can go to a place in your mind where it's not that chaotic. So create your mind as an empty space for you to feel calm or create a space in your home for you to feel calm and feel that that's your space. For me, that's my office. Not everyone has the chance to have an office, so I'm very lucky. 
but I've made it into a room that's very much for me. And the idea is that we have, uh, Jared is able to have his own, my husband is able to have his own space, which is going to be a shed, you know, a back shed. I spoke to a man yesterday when I was at uh, Hilltop Fresh, my florist up the road, and he was getting a bouquet for his wife. And my friend Lisa there was making it up so beautifully as she was talking to me, you know, just this second nature of making this amazing box of flowers up. And I was like, well, you'll be in the good books. That looks amazing. And he goes, oh, it's for our 37th wedding anniversary. And I said, oh, what are your tips for staying married that long? And he said, oh, we don't fight a lot. And then he thought for a minute and he said, no, you've got to have a shed. Having a shed is very important. And I thought this was hilarious because all Jared has been talking about since we've had been pregnant with this third baby is <laughs> he needs a shed. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, now I've been told by several sources that having a shed or having their own man cave space is very important. So I'm taking that very seriously now. Thank you to the kind stranger at the forest. I want to touch on your own space, though. And well, that sounded a bit dodgy. I want to I want to bring up, you know, where your space is or what your mind tells you as you are feeling chaos. And this is why, you know, I have so many tools. I, I've felt chaos very heavily during my life um, from being a very anxious, a uh, very angry person, which actually was probably an anxious uh the core feeling emotion of that was actually anxiousness a worry that I couldn't get things done fast enough that I was going to miss deadlines that I was a, unable to be the best that I could be and then that came around or rolled around to the self-criticism talk um, and being really harsh on myself so what I always felt in those moments of chaos for me was anger because I really just wanted everyone to stop everything to stop time to stand still so I could just concentrate and that for me has many layers because it's a level of not being able to concentrate in a busy environment not being able to concentrate if there's other noises and my learning difficulties around that and I think that it doesn't come down to a core learning difficulty for me but it does come down to a lack of uh, particular vitamins that I needed or was deficient in and I'm thinking particularly even before my vegan vegetarian days when I was working in an office in Sydney, I would eat really, really poorly and I knew there was a lack of nutrients going on, although I had minimal idea about what food was actually providing us or providing me for my brain to work in the best way possible. I also drank a lot um, and had a big party lifestyle. So you can imagine trying to push through a 70-hour week on top of a very hectic party weekend. I know many of you guys have been there as well but for me the core issue was a lack of nutrients in the food that I was eating. I grew up uh, very hearty meals and things that you know meat and three veg or I've just got the little one on my lap now um my yeah so I even I and I very clearly remember the food that I would be eating and it went from like I would remember I would get there instead of making breakfast at home I try and get really early because I had early reporting due yeah you're gonna to be too noisy on my lap aren't you I would have early reporting due so what I would I would actually buy my toast 
how lazy is that? And I would buy toast with Vegemite and butter and Vegemite. Or I would buy something like a ham and cheese croissant. Or like really, you know, artificially carby heavy food. I would rarely, uh, I would eat salads sometimes. I did get into a phase with one of my workmates where we would eat salads at lunch. Um, and that was probably the best I was performing, honestly. Other things I remember eating would be going down to the cafe and having some like gravy, gravy, pastry, beefy type meal. And even for dinners, I would have maybe cereal or two minute noodles being so time pressed. But I chose to work like that. I chose to be inefficient in the way well, with my time. And I chose to not, well, I didn't really understand time management and I didn't really understand pushing back on deadlines to those that were above me coming back to my upbringing of respect your elders and so on and so forth so there's a lot to be learned in your life and everyone's lives but what I learned from that experience is that you know boundaries are very important and making sure you're looking after your own body first with the nutrients it needs is absolutely vital to having a healthy life and a healthy mind there are so many layers to this and so many different types of food that works really well for some people and not well for others for me personally uh, dairy and meat is not something I eat anymore because of how I feel after and I've always felt that way after I've eaten them but I thought living with uh, stomach aches was actually normal until I discovered that it wasn't so Listening to your body and understanding its cues and messages is a big part of this as well. So if you're feeling particularly chaos, chaotic um, and you can't find the calm, the first things I always suggest is looking at the diet because if you're fueling your body with things that are fast snacks from your pantry, usually full of preservatives or sugar, then you're going to find yourself feeling quite lethargic quite quickly and again goes for things um, that aren't working that well for you in your body and that could be things like a bowl of pasta for some uh, whereas I love things like pasta and I love carb heavy meals still absolutely but I do try and balance them with more of the the healthy fats uh, the proteins and the other more colorful vegetables um, grains and legumes that I actually need throughout my day as well so discovering what works for you on a food basis is probably the building blocks to feeling better. And I wish I could speak on fitness and tell you all about how important fitness is, but I'd be lying to you. I do very minimal fitness. I'm luckily quite um, a sort of slimmer person and healthy person from that regard. Um, I find it you know quite enjoyable to go into different types of fitness but I'm not as regular and that's my goal once I have this baby is to make sure I am more regular with my exercise because now I'm 30 I know that that's a key part of being healthy long term and it's not that I don't do anything I have a lot of running around with the kids as it is and always up doing things so um, my fitness is just looks a little bit different. It's less intentional and I'd love to make it more intentional. So if you have tips about how to be more intentional with moving your body, please uh, join our Sisterhood Circle Facebook group and 
share them. We need the motivation. And you know what? I say that, but I'm really not on Facebook at the moment. So that's probably a complete waste of time for everyone. Send them in to me and then I can share them in the next podcast or have you on. So this is, again, like what we talk about in homeopathy, the layers of the onion is just like the layers of the the human body. We peel, peel, peel back. And actually, you, I actually heard my friend um, Ariana Pina say that in one of her energy medicine courses just recently as well. And I love that visual because when we look at these layers of our energetic body, it's the same. It's all of these layers we can peel back to get down to our physical body from the outer sort of more auric part of our field. I love it. I love thinking about all of these elements that we really don't know that much about. There's so much room for learning throughout all of this. But back to feeling calm or being a bit more intentional with wanting the calm in your life. I think there are some key elements aside from how you feel in your physical body and your diet. Um, I think our interaction with other physical bodies and other people can impact us energetically quite quickly. And depending on how empathic you are, I think it could be even done on an online basis these days as well. And we haven't really known much about that because we've not really had that online world for very long. But reading things, I've written, I've recently written a blog on social media and essentially it's toxicity. I know there are a lot of people out there that are um, very key influences in the women's workspace and they make amazing connections online. And I think that's, that's admirable. However, it also can feel uh, not as genuine as a f- proper connection in person because of that energetic exchange. Although there is an element of energetic exchange online and I do want to talk about that. So when you're f- scrolling and all of this kind of thing, you are feeling certain things in your own body about what you're seeing as your mind interprets them. And I want to go back to something key that I saw. I wish I remember this lady's name. Classic me, never remembering the keywords I need. But she described loving her partner as activating the own love that she had in her own body. And that's exactly right. If you feel good about yourself, if you feel abundant in love within your own body or your own energetic being, it's going to be so much more easy to tap into that, to feel that love for your partner. Because although to a degree we are putting love out there, that love is coming from within. And we are filling ourselves up with that love before we're pouring it out to others. And that as a visual, I think, is so juicy and important. And you know what? On the days that I'm not feeling love for my husband... It's because I'm not feeling love for myself and I haven't nurtured myself or I haven't done things that make me feel good or calm or loving towards my own energetic body and therefore I'm not going to feel that towards him. So I want to ask you, what is the point in living a life where you are in absolute chaos just for material goods? And I mean that if you're putting yourself in a hectic work situation, I want to justify it and be like, oh, you know, but some people do that for career progression and everything. 
But what is the point in putting yourself in a job that you hate or you don't enjoy or it's so stressful so much of the time for you to do it until your retiring age, retire and then have too many health issues from the stress, the chronic stress you've caused yourself over your career to then not even enjoy retirement. Like somebody please tell me what the answer is to that. I don't understand this working method where people run themselves into the ground just to pay their bills and their mortgage. You know what? Our plan is if things get too unhappy, we'll sell the house. You know, there's not enough material goods in the house in our life to care more about them than to care about each other's happiness. And I want to say we're in a privileged position, but our wage is probably a lot less, um, extremely a lot less than people that are living on two incomes. And we make it work because our plans and our life, we want to design that differently. And we it means we go without in some areas. Living outside your means, I think, is a common thread for our generation. And it means that women do feel more pressured to go back to work immediately because they want or need the money. But I think our wants and needs are also very blurred. And that can be very triggering for people. That's going to trigger a lot of people when me saying that. But do you actually do you actually need it for your survival or do you want to? While we're talking about survival, I want to bring up something that I have loved recently. We've been watching Naked and Afraid, a US program, and it's supposed to be, you know, we, th- we thought we'd watch it for a laugh, and it actually became really serious. But the key things that I loved about it is that when you're stripped back of everything, including your clothes, you know, your comforts, what actually matters to you? And it was things like the connection between one another Food, shelter, and within that shelter, warmth, and simple things that we really take for granted, like keeping the bugs away and having food that we just go to the supermarket and buy. It was a real eye-opener for me and really good reminders of what we actually need to be caring about. And that might sound a little bit dramatic because... We live in a world where, yeah, we have all of these things automatically. But where's our gratitude for those things? Putting yourself into that state of gratitude allows you to feel deeply what we actually are so privileged to have. And that, for me, is the first point of calm. I used to go to my grandparents' house when I was stressed out about things at university they lived quite close to the university and sometimes I'd just pop in to see them and it would be the most calming thing I could do because I would have you know anyone that's studied it feels like it never ends it feels like it's always over your head the next deadline or the next task or whatever else you have to do and of course then when you get to work it that compacts and becomes so much more but Although I had all of the pressures going on, I also lived out of home and I worked full time. So I wasn't just some student, um, only a student. I was doing a lot of things 
and paying bills and really living an adult life quite young. They also back on to a beautiful park which represents Australia so beautifully. I always really feel calm looking out into the trees and I'm lucky enough to have that in my own backyard now. Not so much of the Australian vibe. But I would feel real gratitude for where they lived and the calm that they would have from nature being so close. But also the energy that I got from them and how much they have achieved in their life. And based on really basic principles, it wasn't that they had achieved some grand, amazing award or had a fulfilling career to the point where you're a celebrity kind of stuff. It was real living. It was having kids, taking care of kids, having adventures through Outback Australia, camping, making meals from scratch, having a veggie garden, loving the garden, being in love, still being in love after that many years and going through things like losses and turmoil and hard times and still being together and they always remind me still now when we visit them they just remind me of what actually matters in life because there is so much shit that we think matters from this generation and in this time that does not matter it doesn't matter all of these material things and way of thinking and being like this person, looking like this, or it doesn't matter. So that's why I wanted to bring up the survival show because for me it was a key reminder of what what matters, what should matter. Should's a funny word, but you know, <laughs> they're the things that matter for our survival, for us to literally live or die. And we need to come back home to remembering that. And for the people that put those themselves on that show, I mean, far out there, brave for being naked on TV, number one. <laughs> but for putting themselves in a situation where they really had to go back to basics. And I loved it. I loved it. Um, and I hope that you are thinking about things in your life now that really matter. And it might be things like growing your veggie patch or cutting down some of the things you buy some of the wasteful elements you have in your home maybe not worrying so much about the next home release from Kmart and maybe worrying a little bit more about how you feel inside your body and what you're doing in your life make it a little bit more simple make it a little bit more nourishing and just cut away the things you don't need so thank you so much for listening and as always, I speak to you from the heart and as reminders for myself as well. And I always think to myself when I record these, even if no one listens, maybe one person does and maybe that one person is has their mind changed just a little bit or gives them something different to think about just a little bit. And if no one listens, then hopefully my kids can understand what kind of rambly things went on in my head. <laughs> so thank you again for listening. Be present with yourself, with your children, with your husband or your partner or your friends or your family as much as you can. 
cut away the shit you don't need, including people you don't need, including food you don't need, and just try and live a little bit more of a nourishing life and start today.